Well, Karen, it's We're good here. to see you back here. Here again. Yes. Lovely to be back. This time, we'll start with where we met. Yes. That would yes. Be good, or where I first heard about you. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that was a story in itself. Actually, you know, I think what we'll do is, we'll skip my story for now, other than to say, I heard about you when I first moved into a property God gave me, and I'll let Karen tell the rest of the story from her her perspective, and maybe someday I'll I'll do my perspective on yes, it. Yes, I hope you do because uh, that oh, just that was a lovely testimony, and and it it helped me resolve a decision I had to make. So, so it really encouraged me when I heard your testimony. So, yes, you, oh, must, you must share it, yes. Uh, but, yes, really, it's the story is about me coming to Canada and why I'm in Canada. Uh, well, I was my daughter and her husband and my two grandchildren came over here some 23 years, was it, ago? And... Uh, Anyway, they buy a plot of land, uh, and it was an hundred-acre plot that had been carved up into five five lots. And uh, she uh, she just kept saying, you know, she was homeschooling, and she says, you know, you need to keep coming over. You need to come over here um, to help me in that. Well, I'd be coming over to visit in that, which I was like twice a year. Um, and when I came over, like, you know, the seeds was planted in my mind of my daughter. And uh, and then I saw this plot of land when I when I came to visit on the corner. It had a lovely little pond and uh, the Be- beautiful piece beautiful of land. Beautiful piece of yes, land, it yeah. Was. You know, I thought it might be a bit hilly and I came in a wet season, so I thought that might be a problem. But uh, I thought, you know, we can do something with this. And so I started to get the idea is I would come over and build a house on it next to Colleen. That would be ideal. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really pray whether I should be coming to Canada or not. Um, but, you know, I, I, I did put some prayer into it. And But I thought, actually, maybe I'm making my plans and God will close the door if it's... I'm very... I'm very big on open the door, close the door, Lord, you know. Right. Um, so I, I was making these plans. Um, without much thinking about the verse, we make our plans and God guides our steps. Right. So, so anyway, I would come over and um, I, can, I can show um, Carol pictures of myself uh, when uh, I'd be on a skidoo. And and I was whizzing all around the land and my daughter would say to her husband, I know what my mum's doing. She's claiming that land. <laughs> I would walk round it when the weather was good and uh, and I was claiming that land. Anyway, I uh, th- there was a neighbour who'd built a- another property um, next to mine and adjacent to Colleen's and they went up north and wanted to, um, rent the property out so that was a good opportunity for me to 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 rent a place and see whether it's going to work for me in Canada so I'll rent this house and she had asked me if I would like keep on top of the weeds in the garden hmm. so <laughs> day two this is I'm digging these weeds and like in England weeds are like this are 
they were like. Oh, and the roots were as deep. And I said, I can't do this, Lord. <laughs> I, said, I said, I've got a little postage stamp at home. I said, <laughs> I, says, I said, no, I, I can't do this. I'm going home, I think. And anyway, um, what do you want me to read? And, and clear as a bell. And when God talks to you, it's just like your own thought, but it's not your thought. Because you're either talking to yourself and you're schizophrenic or somebody's talking to you. And I clearly heard Genesis 22. Okay, Genesis 22. And uh, anyway, I sit down and open Genesis 22. And it's Abraham sacrificing Isaac. And I suddenly realize God has given me this verse before. And it wasn't good news last time he gave it me. But anyway, I start reading. Okay, Lord, I'll read it again. And I start reading it. And as I'm reading it, God says to me, sacrifice your son and I will be your provider. So this, uh, what you're reading is when Abraham was told. To sacrifice his son. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So God is saying to me, sacrifice your son and I will be your provider. Well, I have a son in England, you see. So, oh, I just thought, oh, it's okay for me to say I'm coming to Canada. But if you're saying it, Lord, this could be permanent. You know what I mean? I want to make my plans. I want to be in control. And uh, so I, I reminded him that Isaac didn't die. And then I just prayed and released my son into God's care. I mean, he's a grown-up man and he's, you know. But it is hard he's to... He's married. But, he's, but, he's your youngest, right? He, 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 yes, he's my youngest. Yeah. I only have two, but he's my youngest. Yeah. But either way, you're leaving one behind, right? <laughs> no matter what. You can't win, can you? You know? So, but it's God now saying, you know, to live in Canada. I think, okay. Well, I came in the worst winter you have had <laughs> since the 80s. I have... I've never known snow like it. Well, I have, but my memories when I was a child, you know, and yes. it was a, it was a freak winter we had. It was probably the same year. <laughs> I don't know, but and uh, this is Canada, so we do have a lot of, especially where we are. It is a it is a snow belt. Yeah, but you've never had snow like this, right? I'm telling you, and everybody <laughs> was saying it. It was that's right. We have it was as bad as the eighties. There was a bad time in the eighties. Yeah, you had. that's well. Right. The water pump was in a little shed down the, um, it was a good hundred yards away. And I had to like keep digging this trench out because the water would freeze. Oh, and yeah. I had to pour water that got a false with, they hadn't dug the pipes big oh. enough. And so anyway, it was a terrible winter. Uh, I'd never moved so much snow in my life. I thought, dear me. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, I was quite happy to go home if I was going to go home. But uh, anyway, God was really telling me that building a place and having property of your own, sorry, it's not going to work. You're too old for all this and it's going to put um, pressure on my son-in-law, you know, who works mm -hmm. away from home. So he's going to be coming home and sorting his wife's property out and his, his property out and my... Uh, so I had to like give up the idea of building a property on a land, but I I like I found it hard, but I had to just reach a point of just releasing it to God. I said, "Okay, Lord, 
perhaps just by a property impact. But we, we changed the idea maybe by um, build something on Colleen's property above the garage or something, you know. So I released this land. I said, Lord, I said, I'll just give this land to you and I'll just release it. I have to release it. So, but, but will you sell it quickly, please? <laughs> and the next day, the sell sign comes up. That's another testimony, isn't it? Because there was someone else who was <laughs> claiming that property as well. Because God had already told them that he wanted. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that he wanted them to have it. So, uh, yes, but so like I, I really, said, that's a, yeah, another story. Another story. Yeah. So I release this property, and then um, um. Th- because it was so difficult, I then moved in with my daughter. And uh, and I love my daughter. She loves me. Um, spiritually, we're on, both on fire. But as personalities, we're very, very different. And and it just didn't work out, you know, sadly. And uh, and I just thought, you know, what, what, what am I going to do? You've told me to stay here, Lord. And... Uh, Anyway, I, I was due to go back home to sell my house. I knew God wanted me here, so I was going to go and sell my house. Went back to England. And, and when I originally came here, you see, um, all sponsorship was stopped. It, 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 was, it was frozen for two years. You'll have to explain what the sponsorship was. Oh, a sponsorship was. is when your family sponsor you to come and live in Canada. So they're, they're willing until the... Um, and until the permanent residency comes through, they are totally responsible for your well-being. And anyway, that was all frozen for two years, so nobody could be sponsored. But they did um, produce this, what was called a super visa for grandparents to come, so that people weren't separated from the parents or grandchildren from the grandparents. So that's what I came on, and that's what I was on. So... um, Anyway, um, I went. I went back home to sell my house, and this 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 email came through asking me to go and have um, a, a a what's it a medical, and I'm thinking not another medical. They are so expensive, and uh, but there was a number, and I'm thought I thought oh, I haven't seen that number before. So I gained touch with Colleen. And I said, uh, I said, Colleen, has this number got anything to do with my sponsorship? And and she went away and had a look. She says, yes, it has, Mom. She says, but, she said, the, the whole side of the screen in bold letters saying, people applying for sponsorship, beware we are currently dealing with applications from 2011. And this was 2013, I think I was in. I'd, you know, time had passed. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, it, it says, Mum, it's going to take four years. Well, we both knew it wasn't going to work with me staying there. So I thought, well, I'm just going to have to go home um, and wait. I said, well, I'll come back for a short while and then go back to in- England and wait. Um, which I thought that's what I was doing. So anyway, I'm ready to come back to Canada on this last trip, as I thought, until my permanent residency comes through. And there was a three-hour delay between the plane landing and the Airbus leaving. Now, usually I wait half an hour and I'm on the bus. 
And I said, Lord, I says, what's moved the plane or the, <laughs> the bus? I need a book. Well, in my church in England, there's a bookcase full of secondhand books. So I said, go to church, go and get myself a book. There's sure to be a book that will fill three hours. Went in the room and the bookcase was empty. I went, where's all the books gone? <laughs> and there was about five really old books that I wouldn't have given, you know, the time of day for, you know. And I'm thinking, oh, so I'm like having a quick look at these books. And there's one on the back, it says, testimony of four people who had to trust God every day, not knowing what was going to happen the next day. I'm thinking, (laughs) well, that sounds a bit like me. That'll do. (laughs) Never looked at it. Didn't even look at the title. (laughs) And so I come back over into Canada, um, go to Tim Hortons, get myself a coffee and and get this book. And, And it never clicked with me. If you know your scriptures, it will click with you. But it was called Climbing Mount Moriah. So I open it up and what does it start with? Genesis 22. (laughs) Oh, no. And the mount was? The mount is where Abraham took Isaac to go and sacrifice his son. Right. He had to climb up Mount Moriah, not knowing what was going to happen, but trusting God. (laughs) So as I'm reading these testimonies, every person in the book has been challenged by Genesis 22. So I'm thinking, okay, this is permanent, Lord. And I I didn't know what to do. But I'd made a friend who lived on a farm. and, And at the time, we were like very end of times. We thought, you know, we've got to store up. We've got to get ready for when it gets really tough. And um, and just, yeah, just get ready. So in this frame of thinking, she and her husband thought, if it gets really tough, I've got room for 20 people in their house. Wow. Um, this is what they worked out anyway. And, and, and like a community to survive. This is, this is their uh, thinking yeah. at the time. Uh, and she said to her husband, she said, uh, she said, Rick, she says, um, can Karen be one of the 20? <laughs> now <laughs> and, and he agreed and, mm. and so uh, so I ended up living with oh. um, yeah with, with Jennifer and Rick and, and it wasn't very long after and the sponsorship came through so um, I just okay Lord and I'm still here and there's been times I've wanted to go home when I've gone home I felt really um, homesick um, but there's, there's other testimonies I can give you of where I live now um, mm-hmm. that um, God, God is looking after me. He's my provider and he has provided all the way along. Right. He wanted me to stay here and he provided somewhere. And once live. you got your sponsorship, then you were able to uh, provide for yourself, right? Or uh, well, then I could get a job. Then you, Yeah, exactly. I could exactly. get a job. Yeah. And, and, and so, yes, Um yeah. So yeah, if you want me to share about my apartment, um, because where am I going to live? Well, I was going to um, a friend's house, and he lived on Twenty Ninth Street. We're in Owen Sound, and it's all numbers. Twenty um, Ninth Street West. So I'm looking for this street, not used to this number system, and I accidentally turn up Twenty Eighth Street. <laughs> <laughs> 
west. And as I as I'm approaching um, halfway up the street, there's all these apartments that I'm aware of, and I just grabbed the wheel, and I went, "Wow, the fields are white." And I just mm. said, "I'm going to end up living here, aren't I?" Lord? <laughs> <laughs> and I had two happy years with my friends. We had, we had a great time, um, but uh, the, this this apartment came up. My friend told me about it. She lives across the hallway to me. Wow. And I asked God for three things. I said, I want three bedrooms because I want a bedroom for somebody if they haven't got a home. And God asks me to take somebody in. I want a bedroom, obviously for me, and a bedroom for my grandchildren to come and stay. Uh-huh. I want a comfortable bed and I want to be warm. Well, the central heating is all in. Mm-hmm. You can't monitor it. You may have to open a window, but I'm warm. I got a $1,000 bed for $100. A queen size, there's only me in it. <laughs> it's wonderful. And three be- uh, and this three-bedroomed apartment came up. I came to see about it, and the lady says, uh, I says oh, oh, that's it, I found up about it. And she says, the three-bedroom's gone. We do have a two-bedroomed. And I went, oh, Lord, but I'll go and look because I oh, know this is where you want me to be. So, so I went and uh, this, oh, this two-bedroom apartment was on the top floor. There were gaps in the windows. The kitchen oh, wow. units were falling apart. And I just stood there totally dismayed. But I've learned by this time now, because I'm a lot older, I've learned how to be obedient. And I just said, Lord, if, if this is a step one, step two deal, then I'm willing so, so anyway, I said to this woman, I said, I'm going to go away and, and think about it. I really meant to pray about it. I should have said that, really. And uh, and, and I said, because I did want a three-bedroomed. Well, this was a different lady to who I spoke to on the phone. And she said, we do have a, a three-bedroomed. <laughs> and I said, but the three-bedroomed had gone, you know. She says, well, it had. She said, but um, she said it was a lady from Mexico, couldn't get her papers together. She says, we can't have apartments standing empty waiting for people to sort the papers out. So oh, it came wow. back and so when I went down, I said, yeah, I'll take it. And it's on the ground floor. <laughs> it's just, yeah. Uh, and God just provided for me. Um, just I kitted that whole thing out. That's another testimony, maybe, right. um, for $1,000, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> what we're what we're talking about is how God directs in not only the big decisions in our lives but yeah. the little things in everything if we're if we're listening isn't yeah. it wouldn't you say oh. that that's a big part is is it is God is in the detail and God cares about the small things you you are not praying um wrongly like a child you know, I need this, I need that. I would, I, and I still do, I go shopping with God. Yeah. I just say, I, I yeah. need this. Well, well, it was just whatever came in and I liked, but mm-hmm. I'd got certain colours that didn't quite go. I'd got stripes on one sofa and, and, and a certain pattern on another. And I said, Lord, I need a rug to pull this all in together. <laughs> and sure enough, at the mission store, <laughs> the charity shop, um, there came a little rug with 
different stripes, a pattern that was on my sofa and the colours of my sofa <laughs> and candy stripes of the other sofa and all the colours and it just pulled everything in together. God is in the detail. He wants you to know that he's there for you. He wants you to know you've just got to come as a child and and expect God to be almighty God. He cares about the small things because he wants to bless us. So much the same as some of my experiences. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah. Yeah. And so I, I just I just love this. I love to hear um, of the of the God that I serve, how he's doing the same kinds of things, With not other, just in my life, but in other others people, as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, science says, because, you know, you could say it's coincidences, and that could be explained as coincidence, but mm. science itself says, if there's too many coincidences to be a coincidence, something else is happening. Yeah. And that's our God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we're... we're hoping that eventually Karen will write her story. Mine is written down. I do have good. have my story, um, which, of course, a lot of details are left out. But as it is, it's, it, it's a pretty thick story. Yes. Yeah. But, uh, but anyway, I, I, I really thank you for coming in. And we're not done yet. No. No. Because I'll come in again. I'm, I know you've got plenty more to talk about <laughs> a lot more things the lord has done for you and uh we don't yeah. want to lose well i hope everybody either. can cope with the accent <laughs> by <laughs> now yeah 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 it may be, yes i'll be happy to come in again we don't know who's listening to this and maybe no. um people from england or people maybe. with their own accents that uh, you know it, isn't it great that from no matter where we are, we have yeah. the same Heavenly Father and we, yes. can, yeah. we can share that yeah. uh, um, family. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and it's amazing how small God's world is and how God puts people together. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, all those, yeah. what we call, what I call God meetings. Yeah. So. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I'd say, you know, we're, uh, we've got a lot of, God moments to discuss yet yeah. here too, so uh, we're just going to have a um, a word of prayer. Yeah. And uh, Lord, I thank you. Mm. I thank you for Karen, and I thank you for um, the stories that we all have of mm. times when um, maybe we haven't even stopped to realize that you've been there and you've been directing our steps. And uh, we just want to thank you that. You are with us, and mm. you are our Heavenly Father, and you delight in in giving good gifts to us, whether it's just a ch what we think is a chance meeting or, or whether it's a big thing, whether it's a chance to meet with others. Mm. In everything that you do, you're so good. And Lord, we pray that you would take the words of this podcast and and bless others with it as well and and we just thank you we just love you so much yeah. be with us and and uh, and bless karen as she uh continues to serve the lord in ways you have chosen for her and bless all those who are listening as they listen for your voice and mm -hmm. they follow you in the way you have chosen for them i thank you lord 
Amen. Amen. Okay. Well, hopefully we will see you in the next podcast. And uh, um, God bless you. Bye.